This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. All right, welcome aboard. It's Tuesday here, back for the second podcast of the week. Got a little bit of good news. You heard me mentioning probably last week that the studio was getting a little update, a little some new computer equipment specifically, and uh, led to a little bit of a reorganization here in the studio as well. And I got to tell you something, uh, it's worked out really well. I couldn't be happier with it, quite frankly. Uh, I'm mentioning it mainly because you might notice a few weird echoes as I kind of get the sound situation dialed in. I'm actually. Uh, recording on the computer that I always record on, but it's in a different spot in the studio. And you say, well, what difference does that make? And uh, you'd be shocked, actually, what a stinking difference it makes. I don't know. This sound stuff, it's baffling sometimes. But in the meantime, I'm happy with the new setup. Everything worked out. The computer came. There was a problem. The customer service was great. Got a replacement. Bada boom, bada bing, we're in action, and uh, I'm really happy. It's going to save me some time and some aggravation. You know, uh, work with some larger files, I guess you would say, and, um, you know, this just makes it a little smoother, a little easier. Lots, always lots going on, so it's nice to have a little extra horsepower and the flexibility that I can move around a little easier in the studio, both uh, with camera and uh, with two microphones, two different recording spots. And, uh, yeah, so uh, that's where we're at. Let me jump into the topic of the day, shall we? And I want to talk about the election. We have, I want to say, I don't know, 45, 47 days, I think, something like that coming up. Is it that many days? I think it is. I heard that somewhere. I didn't count it myself. I don't care that much, I guess. What difference does it make? Well, it could make a lot of difference. I don't know. It depends on how much people believe the the nonsense that they're being fed. Everything's good. Everything's great. The economy's good. The dollar's strong. Your retirement is secure. There's really nothing to be concerned about. <laughs> Why the money keeps evaporating from your wallet, uh, it's anybody's guess. There's so much cash out there. I saw an article. I didn't get a chance to drill into it that these uh, hedge fund Managers, I don't know if it's limited to hedge fund, fund managers, are sitting on $5 trillion in cash. Really a phenomenal amount of money, really. And even more phenomenal that, uh, you know, institutional investors, I guess in this case, are sitting on the sidelines. They'd rather have cash in a period of inflation. I mean, you got people buying old mattresses and making money off them right now. You know, lightly <laughs> lightly used mattress. More than what, you know, they paid for it new six months ago. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Used cars going up in value. When have you ever heard such a thing? Cars as an asset. And you say, well, what's the problem? <laughs> It's an indication uh, that the that the currency has gone haywire. There's just way too much money out there. Maybe you heard the stories during the Great Depression. People would have wheelbarrows full full of money, couldn't buy food. I mean, just the currency went to nothing in certain places. Back then, there wasn't a, a central bank. 
And that's kind of what they say took place there, that there was a central market but not a central bank. And, you know, people were able to manipulate it in order to usher in this fiat currency. And uh, the dawn of a new era, I guess you could say, the New Deal, lots of things came with it. And, you know, here we are headed into an election, and I guess you would say, well, what does any of that have to do with what's going on now? Well, a lot. I mean, what do you think the, the Great Reset is? What do you think the New Green Deal is about? I'm not, you know, I guess they're using the energy, maybe a, a purposeful energy crash as a excuse to usher in the new digital currency. I don't really know. I don't know if anybody really knows. Somebody's got to know what they're doing on this on this massive scale. So it's big, big issues in front of us this election and who's going to make certain decisions on things. And do you have any confidence at all in the people who are involved in this? I mean, name five. I mean, you could you know, search a little bit. People in government that you respect. But it goes further than that. Came across this article from American Thinker called A Time of Evil. Let me just read this first paragraph to you. And, uh, and I'm going to make a few comments. I'm sure it's going to stir a few thoughts with you as well. Uh, a Time of Evil from AmericanThinker.com, which is a great little blog if you want to check it out. This is not just a time of political differences. This is not just a time of switching from Republican to Democrat. This is not just a time of moving from capitalist to socialist. This is not just a time of rotating from conservative to liberal. This is not just a time of the pendulum swinging from Make America Great Again and America First to a time of far left and globalist elites. All of this does not explain or summarize what we've seen the last two years. What we've seen the last two years, and especially the last few months, can only be explained in one word. Evil. This is a time of evil. Do you believe that? Uh, is that, is that? Would you agree with that statement? I ran across something the other day that really speaks to this in plain and simple terms. Well... I don't know. If that, that wouldn't be a correct. It speaks to this metamorphic, metamorphically. Did I say that right? My tongue's tied. I was driving by a, a property that uh, the home sat on a corner. And they had uh, American flags and Doug Mastriano for governor uh, signs on the front. Flags and signs. And they were all knocked out thrown in the street and broken. Doug Mastriano being the Republican candidate for governor here. And I don't know if you remember me talking about this in 2020, but it was a huge problem in this part of Montgomery County. And it was people going around and destroying political signs. And you know in every single case, it was the Republicans on the receiving end. And so... What what do you call that? Right? I I find it hard to believe that the the blue collar Catholic Democrats and I'm not trying to point at anybody or or anything like that. It's just you know that was a a main piece of the Democrat Party, right? Working class Catholics. I guess it still is to some degree. Would you agree with that kind of behavior? 
but besides the behavior, this um, this hatred towards a, a different political ideology, you don't see uh, uh, Democrats uh, wanting to bring an, an end to radical Islam. They won't even say the word. Won't even say the word radical Islam. And I'm not trying to pick on Islam either. I mean, it seems to be a uh, uh, something that doesn't even uh, pique any interest anymore. Not concerned about the, you don't hear the, the, the liberal Democrats talk about the drug cartels. You don't, you don't hear them talk about anything like that. You don't hear them talk about the, uh, the Asian influence with fentanyl and the Asian gangs in, in California. That just gets skipped over. It gets skipped over by everybody. But you'll certainly hear Democrats talking about the, the radical right-wing nationalists, the fascists. It's, and they're the ones tearing down the signs. What is, what is this, some kind of noble fight that they, they're putting on? You know, I was thinking about it the other day. I woke up, I thought, you know, I wish that, that some of these liberals would just listen to us for a minute. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm right about everything or anything for that matter. Everything's open to debate. But that's not what's happening. Not even remotely. They don't even hear it. Shout you out. Just scream you out. Minds already made up. Totally inflexible. Unreasonable people. There's no, there should be no doubt. Uh, this is a time of evil. The end of the last paragraph. And then it picks up, there should be no doubt of this in anyone's mind after the Biden speech in Philadelphia. Uh, and then they go on to, to, to really describe, you know, why they think that was an evil speech. Well, I, you know, the red background and him waving his hands, uh, it was really poorly done, I'll tell you what. Holy smokes. I mean, this guy could just uh, destroy anything. Was it? Symbolic of something else? Hard to say. But let me just focus on something that is undeniable. Whether or not you're spiritual or you believe in symbolism. Look at how antagonistic he was. So condemning of, of, uh, of a large portion of voters. What do you say to that? Well, you idiots that voted for Trump, we're not going to put up with your crap anymore. What kind of talk is that? What kind of uh, unifying the country is that? And then I think there's some tangible things that you could point to in terms of the evil times that we're in and the evilness of liberals and the Democrat Party. Here's the first one they, that they put out here. Why would Biden refuse to protect our southern border? Look at the problems that that is creating. It's now front and center. You can't deny it. A couple of busloads to Martha's Vineyard. They freak out. I hope they send more up there. We're going to talk about the border. Not right now. What? Who? I've said this before. What kind of what kind of person refuses to to protect to provide security for its people? Runs up endless debts, makes archaic laws, and 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 is uh, attacks half the people because of what they believe in. What, are you going to tell me that that's a good leader? 
Why would the FBI and DOJ ignore the Fourth and Fifth Amendments in their illegal uh, raid on President Trump's home? This whole case is really fascinating where it's going. I don't see Trump going to jail. I see problems for somebody else. They really abuse the, the, war, uh, the warrant, and it's all just right out in the open, thanks to Trump. Amazing, really. Why is the Biden FBI Justice Department carried out Stasi police state raids on many of President Trump's closest supporters. How do you explain the uh, attack on Mike Lindell? How do you explain the FBI going after him? Tell me that. Oh, well, he, he could have had conversations with Trump on January 6th. So what? So what if he did talk to Trump on January 6th? What does that mean? What, what is Mike Lindell onto that they're so upset about? Unreal that we live in a country that you're supposed to be protected from these things. Why would blue state assemblies rise in standing ovations after they pass state laws making it legal to murder an unborn baby one day before the baby's natural birth? Why is it that blue state district attorneys release without bail violent criminals so they can prey on the innocent again? Why would the Biden regime close churches, schools, and synagogues but keep open liquor stores, hemp shops, and needle exchanges? Why would the military put on drag queen shows at taxpayer expense? Why would Biden and the far left push for legalizing the mutilating of minor children with life-altering and irreversible sex changes? Why would the deep state believe that when it comes to sex changes for minors, age is not a factor? Why would public schools allow for drag queens to read pornography to children during story time? Why would the Biden regime purposely cut off the supply of energy to the American people? Why would the deep state create an energy shortage? Why would the deep state purposely shrink America's food supply? Why would the Biden administration allow China to buy American farmland? Why would the far left create policies that drive up the cost of gasoline? Why would Biden enact policies that create a four-year inflationary high? Why would Biden and General Miley remove Christians, conservatives, and constitutionalists from our military? Why would Biden and the deep state make the American people and the American soldiers take an experimental vaccine, knowing that doing this is against the law? Why does the Biden administration seemingly turn a blind eye to pedophilia? Even if you don't believe all those things, you say, well, it hasn't been proven, ba 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 You're going to deny that it's Biden's policies that ran up the cost of gasoline? He said he would do it. It is what the liberals wanted. If the price of gasoline goes up, it makes electric cars a little more attractive, and then maybe we can save the environment. Who cares if a few people can't eat? They're all fat anyway. This is the way liberals talk. I know. I live right down from the main line. I know. I know how it goes. Well, they're fat and lazy. And they can't afford gas so they can ride their bike to work. Mm. Yeah. 
because all those uh, all those hardcore liberals, those hardworking, you know, calluses in their hands, strong backs and whatnot, you know, strong, confident, powerful people. These liberals, I don't see that. But I want to move on to another point with this because it's really central to the conversation if we're going to talk about the election. And that is simply this. If, if uh, people are capable of doing that, what makes you think they would not be capable of doing whatever it took to manipulate an election? I can almost feel COVID coming. I can almost smell it coming back. I don't know. It's getting awfully close to the election now. Uh, you know, for them to pull that card. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Maybe it doesn't matter. I'm not so sure that I've said this before. I'm not so sure that, you know, a big Republican win in the midterms ultimately advances the bar very, uh, the ball very far. You know, they, last time the Republicans had full control and all they got done was tax cuts. I don't want to you know, diminish that. Thank goodness. They're, they're low. That's going to be the next uh, axe to hit, by the way. Wait, wait till the, with the economy stalling out, these revenues stall out along with it, and the debt costs are going to go through the roof. That's across the board. State and local governments aren't going to be able to borrow like they did with cheap money. They're going to have to just continue to pay on the cheap debt, not be able to borrow anymore. Federal government debt burden is going to go through the roof. The economy is going to slow down. It already is. Probably already happened. You know, I think I, I think the news on this stuff is about 90 days late. I can see it. Next, you're going to see big cuts and people going out, entertainment. Those industries are going to have a hard time uh, dealing with that. Home sales seem to be down. We'll see what happens. Mortgage rates continue to go up. What do you think? At least another point. Could be worse. Could be more. There's so much private money out there. You watch. I wouldn't be surprised to see the rise of private lending. Yeah, take out a private. You want to buy a house? They'll, they'll give you a bridge loan. It'll be the rise of the bridge loan. You can make a, a mint right now if you've got cash. Great time to, to be a mortgage company. Go in and say, hey, you know, what are rates right now? Uh, I don't know, 6% maybe I heard, 7%, which quite frankly isn't even really that high. It's just that the, the low interest rates artificially propped up values, right? Low payments. And so people bought more than they could afford. And uh, now they just can't afford that same thing. That's unbelievable to me, really, to think that the cost effect of the you know, mortgage interest rates, probably, what, more than twice as high right now. Interest rates twice as high, gas more than doubled, food more than doubled. Housing, food, and travel, all more than doubled. What do you say to that? What do you say to people trying to make energy costs? Your heat, your food, your gasoline, all doubled. And that's if you're not trying to buy a house. You know, so what do you do at Christmas time? You don't think that this stuff has real impacts on... On, on young working families and, and retirees alike. Everybody takes a little bit of a, a pinch on this. What else do we have here? I'll let you check out this article. It's really phenomenal. A time of evil. And if we're in a time of evil, how do we expect the outcome uh, of an election to change that, really? 
How do we expect that politically, uh, that somehow that it's going to change our society to be less evil or that somehow we're going to rise up politicians? I do believe that the system is is so corrupted. The two-party system to me just, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm no longer seeing the value of it. I, I prefer that there be a test and a, and a held accountable for actually following the Constitution. seems it would be something more valuable to the taxpayers. You could go on and on. I'm not the expert on that. But just look around. Does it seem like a period of moral high ground to you? I mean, do you get a warm and fuzzy when you hear anything about anybody these days? Down south, you see my son, he, you know, he tells a great story. He says, you know, Dad, at home, you bump into somebody and you got a problem. Uh, down in Texas where he's at, uh, they'll apologize to you. Phenomenal. I don't know. Maybe it's just where I'm at. But you tell me, are we in a period of, of high moral ground? Do you count on other people to do what's right? But has it ever been a, a period? I mean, have we ever really been able to count on people to do the, the right thing? Was, was there a willingness to do what's right? I do believe there was largely. Now, I don't know. Maybe I'm fooling myself. I mean, there's been plenty of evil that's gone on forever, right? Forever it's gone on. It's not a new phenomena. There's been vast, long periods of dark times around the world, really. Are we headed for that? I don't really think. All this is so man-made and so easily solvable. You know, but if you, if you just take the, the issues of debt and corruption and taxes and, and money itself, look at how the money's been corrupted. You just print more and more passing bills, just multi-trillion dollar bills and lying to us. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, we're going to call that the Inflation Reduction Act there. Wait a minute, how has government spending ever reduced inflation? Oh, yeah, it's a new kind of inflation. <laughs> and a science-based approach, we call that. Oh, okay. Bada boom, bada bing. Another $2 trillion in debt. Oh, just kidding, it was a new green deal. And, I mean, if this doesn't speak... <laughs> To the nature of the problem that they could just pull a $2 trillion Fugazi and nobody even really says anything. Like, oh, oh, it was a new, it was a new Green Deal. Oh, okay. I was a little concerned. I wasn't sure what it was about, but now that you explain it that way, okay. <laughs> I don't know why everything keeps going up in price. Everything seems polluted. What can you count on? The media, the school system, the healthcare system? God forbid I ever got to go to the doctor again. I don't know if I could do it. The whole system. It's just, uh, tell me I'm wrong about that. How many people are like, oh, yeah, I had to make a trip to the doctor. It was a good experience. You don't get that. Taxes, just the money that gets spent and wasted that nobody really seems to care no concern for it, and and this idea that the money would just be politicized and just spent with no restrictions at all. You don't think there's any consequence to that? I don't know, but everything seems polluted. Nobody seems proud of our country. When was the last time you heard anybody who seemed proud to be an American? I thought to myself the other day, am I proud to be an American? I'm not so stinking sure. Nobody's happy or pleased at what's happening, but yet it continues to go on. Now we're going to have an election. And it's going to be very interesting to see.
Maybe we'll have an, an election. We'll see what the FBI does. Listen to this. This is from the Gateway Pundit. You can see the, the links here in the show notes at ChristopherScottShow.com. Ten facts on the dozens of federal operatives who infiltrated the Trump crowds on January 6th. What are the ten? Fact number two. Where's fact number one? Fact number one. <laughs> the FBI infiltrated the Proud Boys and their informant exonerated the Proud Boys of any conspiracy. In other words, that there was none. There was none, and they know that. There was no plan to, no military plan. It's ridiculous. Fact number two, the FBI was recruiting men and women to infiltrate the crowds. This is fairly normal. Maybe you've had a like a biker's rally or a bike show in your town. Well, if you do, it's likely that your police department is doing some checking, and they know that other clubs are going to show up. And, um, you know, if there's any rumors of violence, which there usually is, uh, many times not, but uh, they keep tabs on all this. So some of this is normal. This is not. FBI wiretap friends and family members, including children, to spy on January 6th protesters. These people that got arrested needed to largely just shut up and just say, I was there to protest a false election. If they would have all stuck to that, uh, they wouldn't be in this predicament. Luke Robinson, an armed January 6th protester, I believe the only one dropped from the FBI's most wanted list. Nobody knows what's going on with this guy. Did he cut a deal? Was he with the FBI? At least 20 uh, undercover FBI and ATF operatives running operations in the crowd. People are saying that, you know, this was largely an FBI operation. Did that change the outcome of the election? Let me tell you something. In terms of the elections, I have a big idea here. If, let's say you own a printing business. You know I'm the treasurer for uh, Nancy Price, Nancy pa.com if you want to uh, check out her candidacy there you can make a contribution through winred if you're interested and i would appreciate the support we're doing well with the fundraising so i'm not going to push out an urgent plea if you're not from pennsylvania that means that for you to be interested maybe you make some small donations to other campaigns which i know people that do but not a lot um, either way i'm supporting the campaign in the process learning a lot and there's something called in-kind donations. And this makes sense to me. You know, so you could have a business owner. They can't just pay for everything and write it off as a business expense. Not allowed to do that. It has to be called an in-kind donation. And so let's say you own a printing company. And instead of giving Nancy money, you say, hey, I'll print, you know, 5,000 flyers for you. And uh, you provide those at no charge. Well, that has to get recorded as an in-kind donation, all right? You provided a, a product or a service that would be considered, you know, has a monetary value that needs to be reported. So that being the case, where it is completely factually accurate to say that CNN and MSNBC, um, who else? I don't know. Uh, absolutely reported and didn't report in a pattern that wholly and completely supported the Democrat Party. 
Look at the January 6th hearings themselves. That wasn't a hearing by any legal standard. That was pure theatrics. All of that TV time should be recorded as in-kind donations. There needs to be a a lawyer uh, that's listening to this that can take this, and and we should file a class action lawsuit is what should happen. Imagine that. The people of the United States versus CNN and MSNBC, Facebook, Google, all of them for their nefarious involvement in the elections, which they continue. They continue it. And me making that statement is probably going to get me thrown off any, uh, any ability to broadcast this podcast. Guess what I got the other day? Yep, a notice from YouTube. Now, this is laughable because... I don't even really put anything on YouTube anymore because they stopped putting my stuff out. I'm going to read it to you. I don't know when yet. But, uh, you know, so if Google's sending me that, uh, or YouTube, then Google knows, which means that Apple knows, and it really explains a lot of what I see going on with the podcast. And it's only going to continue to get worse, far worse. And I don't know. I've just been kind of uh, absorbing it and try to figure out uh, what I'm going to do in terms of the future of the podcast. I can always self-host, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. It just it really changes the context of things. We'll see what happens. I don't want to talk about it right now. But if these companies are able to, to make these in-kind donations, why isn't it all being reported properly? Why isn't it all being disclosed properly? And the same for the FBI, how is a government department, there's no legal rules on that, that the FBI has acted in ways that are absolutely uh, beneficial only to Democrats? There's no accountability for that? There needs to be. This is why we need good people like DeSantis, right? You need strong candidates like that. What's some other facts? Uh, let's see, number eight. Uh, disappearing feds from the FBI list. DOJ finally admits they were running confidential human sources inside the Oath Keeper organization on January 6th. Former DEA agent was pressured to go inside the U.S. Capitol by an informant, quote, friend he was with. January 6th was an intelligence operation run by the U.S. government against the people of the United States. That's what they say. Check it out for yourself. That's ah, a conspiracy theory. What's a conspiracy theory? What, that there were FBI planted inside? Well, they were to keep an eye on what's going on. If they weren't there, people could have died. Ah, sure. Mark Zuckerberg hit with legal, com- uh, legal complaints over alleged attempt to influence the 2020 election. We need to sue him. People need to sue him. Insidious voter fraud. This is from the... Uh, American thinker as well. I have the show notes here uh, at Christopher in the show the link in the show notes at ChristopherScottShow.com, podcast one thousand three hundred and fifty one. Amazing that I can say that. We'll see how much longer we can survive. Insidious voter fraud. There's two kinds of voter fraud. One is obvious voter fraud. That's the kind that we know about and hear about every day. Voting machines programmed to flip votes pre-printed bogus ballots stuffed into voting machines to inflate the count. 
voter participation that exceeds 100% of the number of registered voters. I heard that this is not verified, um, that, that it was incorrect. So who knows the truth there? I hadn't had a chance to dig into that. Observers, poll watchers of one party being ushered out of the tabulation area so that the other side is free to manipulate the totals. I've heard stories of that firsthand. Mules being hired to stuff ballot pickup boxes with additional fraudulent ballots. Lots of evidence of that. Mysterious boxes of additional ballots. Legitimate absentee ballots not being counted because they'd likely be for the wrong candidate. State voting laws and procedures being illegally changed to favor one party over the other. This happens all the time. Mail-in voting procedures such as signature matching and verification being intentionally disregarded as long as the vote is for the correct candidate. They said this openly. Openly, We're not going to check to every I is dotted and every T is crossed. We're going to make sure your vote counts. Remember those, those crimes? That's what they were talking about. These are the most uh, widely known forms of voter fraud, but there's a more insidious form of voter fraud, evil, deceptive, subtle, and cunning. This kind of fraud is practiced or even attempted only at the very highest levels by real, real political pros who have immersed themselves in a lifetime's dedication to undetectable, completely inconspicuous election fixing. This is done where one side would never even consider that the other side warrants a fair shot at election victory. The thinking goes, we've always won, we'll always win, it's our birthright. Welcome to Massachusetts, world headquarters for insidious voter fraud. The Democrats are the perpetrators, the Republicans are the victims. Republicans in Massachusetts are not like the hapless Washington generals to the Democrats' always victorious Harlem Globetrotters. Here's the latest example. In March 2022, the Democrat-dominated Massachusetts state legislature passed a new law that gives driver's licenses to illegal aliens and automatically registers them to vote at the time they get their license. This could go on and on and on. Let me just tell you this, that the the antics, and I've seen much of it myself, uh, they just go on and on and on. And there's many rhino Republicans that go along with these things. I don't even know if it's a fair statement. Uh, deceptive Republicans, um, I don't know. Many of them lawyers. There's no really no ethic, real ethic um, uh, regulation and, and oversight of lawyers or politicians for that matter. I see reports that the Casio Cortex is worth a couple million dollars at this point. Well, you know, the 174000 she's been in office for two years. She, she really would invest that well, right? Really investing well. I don't know. House Republicans who backed election reform bill didn't seek re-election lost to Trump candidates. Good. Good. And, and the Democrats want to just legalize their cheating. You know, they, they want to talk about these uh, elections being held in, in Ukraine by Russia as being sham elections. Who has faith in our elections? Who here has, has real confidence in our elections? PA Republican state lawmaker says a key 2020 election fraud claim was not factual. State Representative Seth Grove of York Looks on as a fellow lawmaker speaks at a meeting house of state government. 
this guy is saying that the statement that there were more votes cast than registered voters is false. Uh, I checked election stats uh, here at the PA.gov website, and I cannot find any data to support that claim as being factual. I've said it here as well. I'd like to see how many people voted this year compared to last year. I'm sure I could find it. Uh, but I, I don't know if it really matters if they just say, well, a lot more people voted in this election. Indeed, they did. We'll see what happens in the next election if that remains the same. Uh, the Obama Foundation stored classified documents in an abandoned furniture warehouse. Um, this is re- regarding the documents that they persecute Trump over. How about the media? How about the media that pumps out these stories that they know to be false? Uh, I forget the term for it. Mattis talked about it in his book. I've heard people openly talking about it. It's this regurgitation of fake news. Why isn't the news media being held accountable? In-kind donations. They're campaigning. Democrats suggest moving 128 military bases out of conservative states. Everything's just an all-out war, right? No cooperation. I remember when when the, the popular opinion was, that people were really just sick and tired of partisan politics, that Americans as a whole, myself included, just tired of hearing arguing and fighting and nothing getting done. I talk about, uh, I think this is in large part what what led to uh, Obama's victory. You know, hope and change. Let's hear something different, something refreshing. It's it's like a perpetual divorce that this country goes through the two-party system. I don't know. How can you vote Democrat right now in good conscience with all the things that the Democrats have done? The people not see it just out of plain fairness. The riots, the the support for crazy support for masking and even in schools, they went way, way too beyond way too far with that stuff. It was clearly political. Nobody's going to deny that at this point. The, the COVID politicized and Republicans did to some extent as well. Trump in particular, but look at what the Democrats did. They were so willing to just take away people's freedom, people's ability to choose for their own, on their own, forcing their their children to wear masks, the schools, closing the schools for uh, lengthy periods of time. Well, they gave a greater preference to the, the, the choice of the unions than they did to the parents. If that wasn't enough, they turn around and they blame the parents and attack the parents. I've never heard of such a thing. Now, in many ways, you know, parents have become pretty venomous, and some of that's a, a knee-jerk reaction to people's inability to have simple conversation. But the fact remains, and Biden's speech is evidence of that that we talked about in the beginning. I don't know if it was evil or not, but I know this. When, when you're attacking people like that, you're not hearing the other side. And that due process, that right to be heard, has been a fundamental of this country that kept us at peace with each other that allowed us to be the greatest melting pot in the world because we respected those differences, we didn't attack them. And how do you call anything else anything but evil? And now we're going to enter into an election, and I think there's more on the line than just a, a taxes and, and which party wins. I think there's a lot more on the line, and quite frankly, it might just be the future of this country. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Hope to see you there. Make it a great day.